Well, welcome to Trelawney Benefice and our service this morning. We're a group of churches in southeast Cornwall, running from Polperro around to Polruan and uh, Budinic and inland to uh, Lanrath and um, Talland. And uh, we do really hope you enjoy worshipping with us today. Our theme is being fishers of men and women. And here I am out on the sea, just out of Polperro with one of our fishermen. And I'm seeing if I can get a bite of a bit of mackerel. Hope you enjoy our service. With God, nothing will be impossible. For he is our God. And the God of salvation is making all things new. Amen. the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Loving God, we have come to worship you. Help us to pray to you in faith, to sing your praise with gratitude and to listen to your word with eagerness through Christ our Lord. Amen.
says, be imitators of God. Love as Christ loved. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Put away all anger and bitterness, all slander and malice. So let us confess our sins to God, who forgives us in Christ. Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us and restore us to the joy of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the God of love and power forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his spirit and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. The Pilot's Psalm The Lord is my pilot, I shall not drift. He lighteth me across the dark waters, He steereth me in the deep channels, He keepeth my log. He guideth me by the star of holiness for His name's sake. Yea, though I sail mid the thunders and tempests of life, I will dread no danger. For thou art near me, thy love and thy care, they shelter me. Thou preparest a harbour before me in the homeland of eternity. Thou anointest the ways with oil, my ship rideth calmly. Surely sunlight and starlight shall favour me on the voyage I take and I will rest in the port of my God forever. So Ollie, how long have you been fishing here in Polperro? Well, I was born and bred here. My father was a fisherman, so I always used to go out with him when I was a kid. Uh, but at the age of 16, I decided Polperro wasn't quite big enough for me, so I went and joined Merchant Navy. Right. And did a career in in that game for about 25, 30 years, um, but always came home in the summer on my leaves. Yes, went out yeah. fishing, helped out on the trawlers and all the rest of it. Yeah. And 20 years ago now, um, I came home and been running boat trips, fishing trips, and now I've got the, uh, the pleasure of being the harbour master as well. So oh, that's I've lovely. Lots of fingers and small little pies. Oh, lovely. So what type of fish are caught off of here? What would you expect to catch in these waters? Roughly where we are now, we're fairly in close. So mackerel, pollock, whiting and cod, you have to be out another, say, two, three mile, really, before you get decent ones. And in the summer, we can get monkfish in here. And if we're really lucky, um, we are now, you can see the bathroom sharks and dolphins and porpoises. Wonderful. So, what about the stocks in these areas? Has it been depleted over the years? Yes, yeah, sadly it's gone right down. I mean, once upon a time, 30 years ago, we could be here, drop a line over the side, guaranteed to catch a fish. But it's really depleted now. 
So it's hard for our local fishermen. It is, and we've got less and less. We've got only seven commercial fishing boats in the harbour now. Uh, and Cold Power is not the only port in that situation sort of thing. Youngsters just don't want to come and go fishing them no more. We understand. And tell us about your role as well of being the harbour master. That sounds a lovely role as well to have down here. It's, it's a two-edged sword. Um, it's not a nine-to-five job. You can get a phone call at 11 o'clock at night from some yachty who's in trouble and doesn't know where to tie up and whatever. The other side, you know, I get to meet great people like you, um, going around the harbour helping people. So, but it's, a, it's not a full-time job, but it's a job that takes up all your time. I know that sounds a weird thing to say. A bit like mine. A bit like yours. You're, you're never off duty. You never know when a boat's going to break loose, somebody gets in trouble, somebody wants to ask you a question. So you're always there, you know, on standby sort of Wonderful. Ollie, well look, this is absolutely lovely, inspirational coming out on these waters with you. And it's been really, really lovely to talk to you. And I know we're going to show you some more scenes of being out on the ocean here in Cornwall. Thank you.
I'd like to read you a lovely passage which was read to me when I was ordained deacon nearly 32 years ago. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 to 5 In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who would judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing and his kingdom I give you this charge preach the word be prepared in season and out of season correct rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires they'll gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths but you keep your head in all situations endure hardship do the work of an evangelist discharge all the duties of your ministry well that was read to me by bishop arthur ward and hopefully throughout my ministry i've tried to fulfill those words above all preaching the word discharging all the duties of my ministry especially being that of an evangelist Well, here we are trying to haul one of these crab pots aboard. Not quite sure what we've got in store for us, but let's just see if there's anything um, taking the bait. Ollie's hauling it in. We're just off of Talon now, one of my parishes. You may even see the uh, church behind us. What have we got, Ollie? Have we got any joy? Seaweed. Seaweed? Anything else? Soon find out. Soon find out. Not far away now. Well, it looks as though it's heavy anyway. Not quite sure whether that means uh, there's crab aboard or lobster. But time will just tell us. Do you need a hand? You okay? Uh, You're okay for a minute, are you? Slowly does it, I think. It's a beautiful day out here, not too choppy either. No caps on the waves. It's been beautiful um, moving around just off of shore. Absolutely lovely for me. I think we need to move a little bit further forward just to make sure we can bring this aboard. difficult art when you actually watch the, the fisherman trying to land these pots. We're moving around and he's trying to control the boat. Often men go out alone doing this. And to be quite honest there's not a lot of money in it this day and age. That's why they've got to do it singularly. Here comes a pot. Let's see what's aboard here. Well, we've got a little bit of fish, have we? What have we got in here? A bit of rockfish? Well, that's the bait, is it? 
That's the bait, unfortunately. So we've got a very tiny crab by the looks of things. That is the size of our catch today. <laughs> well, we'll put that back in for another day, and I'm sure you'll be back in a day or two just to see if anything is taking the bait in here. Luke 5, verses 1 to 11. Jesus calls his first disciples. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signalled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boat so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' feet and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they'd taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid, from now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up onto the shore, left everything and followed him. I'm a Cornish vicar serving some of the remotest parishes in southeast Cornwall. Christianity came to Cornwall probably in the 5th century. Many itinerant monks arrived on our shores. They moved around sharing their faith in Jesus. They didn't have churches. They'd meet in town squares, on quaysides, village greens and farmyards where the people were. My churches didn't get built until at least the 13th centuries. The Wesleys rode around Cornwall on horseback, gathering huge crowds as they shared about their newfound faith in Jesus Christ and how he could change and renew lives. Billy Bray, my particular Cornish hero, was a drunken, loose-living miner who was always involved in fights and quarrels. Jesus transformed his life. He told his wife she'd never see him drunk again. She never did. Crowds of miners would come and hear him preach, and many were converted. In Trelawney Benefice, we meet on quays, village greens, squares and farmyards. Only last week, 50-plus of us gathered in Lanreth to bless the plough, alongside some beautiful shire horses but above all with a group of families, children, members of our agricultural community, many of whom don't normally come to church. Jesus tells us to go. Go to the lost sheep. Go and tell John. Go and invite all you meet. Go and make disciples. We tell people because they're in a desperate need for people to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. If we were in the Sahara Desert, and found a watering hole, we tell people. We tell people because having heard good news, we just want to pass it on. 
Just like when I knew Harriet, my wife, was expecting twins. I was just so excited. I told everyone. Harriet wasn't so sure about the prospect. How do we become fishers of men? Presence. We're called to be the salt of the earth and light of the world. Salt is a preservative, so we're simply called to stop society going bad, speaking out about what is wrong and celebrating all that's good. Jesus calls us to be light, allowing the light of Christ to shine through us, enabling the fruits of the Holy Spirit to be seen on us when we are equipped by the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. As a school chaplain, I had to earn the right to preach to people, so it was really important I put Christianity into practice. Children and teenagers are good judges and they say it how it is. Persuasion. Many people have objections or questions about Christianity. Paul knew all about that, so when he went to Thessalonica, he reasoned, explained and proved from the scriptures that Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. My classroom was my court. I had the opportunity of answering so many questions, as I did with my colleagues, walking down to rugby training, chatting on the bus to the match, and with a parent over a coffee or a beer. Proclamation. It's important that we announce, communicate, proclaim the Christian faith to those outside the faith. I have selflessly preached John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's what I believe, whether in the cathedral, chapel, assembly hall or marquee at school, local church or now on the village green or square, quayside or farm. Power. God often confirms his word by signs that followed. We have had the privilege of witnessing so many changed lives. A young lad with lymphonia coming through and now a GP. A young man in prison, now a senior teacher. He who has begun a good work in you will see it through to completion. Prayer. While Jesus was proclaiming and demonstrating the gospel, he was also praying. When I became rector of Christchurch Exmouth in 1993, my work wife Harriet gave birth to twins five weeks after starting the role. Three children under the age of two, we were ill-equipped to serve. When I am weak, he is strong. A wonderful group of octogenarians brought copious cakes for my wife to eat as feeding twins is no mean thing. Above all, these elderly ladies prayed, 
and prayed and prayed some more. From a small group of 25 to 30 adults, a few children, the church blossomed and flourished, growing to around 150 plus people over a 10 year period. I know why that church grew as the people of God prayed and prayed and prayed. As we close, in the wonderful words of John Wesley, who inspired church in Cornwall, do all you can, by all means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you can. Join with me in being fishers of men and women. Let us declare our faith 
in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. He was buried. He was raised to life on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Afterwards, he appeared to his followers and to all the apostles. This we have received and this we believe. Amen. Seafarer's Sunday Collect O most mighty and gracious God, your mercy is over all your works, but especially extended towards those who go to sea, whom you have so powerfully and wonderfully defended. They witness both terror and wonder. They experience your power and your grace. May they know your readiness to help them. Continue, we pray, your faithfulness to all people and especially to seafarers that with those whom you have saved may serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Sovereign God, we thank you for all those with the courage to speak out in your name, to declare their faith and testify to the new life you have given them in Christ. For their faithful witness, receive our praise. We thank you for the apostles and members of the early church sent out as your witnesses in a hostile world enduring hostility, ridicule and persecution, yet despite it all, proclaiming the gospel with power. For their faithful witness, receive our praise. We praise you for Christians in places where they face persecution, their commitment proving costly their faith tested to the limit, yet nonetheless working to lead others to a saving knowledge of Christ. For their faithful witness, receive our praise. We praise you for ordinary Christians like us, speaking of your love, testifying to the difference you have made to their lives, talking freely of Christ, to those around them. 
for their faithful witness, receive our praise. Gracious God, give to all who speak to you the words to say and the opportunity to say them and inspire us through their example so that we in turn may share what you have done for us and through word and deed be ambassadors for Christ. In his name we ask it. Amen. Welcome to the Paul Ruin National Coast Watch Institution. So I'm with Richard Hughes, one of my parishioners. Richard, when was the NCI set up and where did the idea come from? Back in the 1990s, a number of uh, Coast Guard stations were closed down and near one down on the Lizard, uh, two fishermen very sadly lost their lives in the vicinity of one of these disused Coast Guard stations, as a result of which the local community uh, decided to raise funds and got permission from the National Trust, who owned the land, to reopen the Coast, old Coast Guard station at Bass Point, which was opened as the first NCI station in December 1994, and NCI was born. Wonderful. So what qualifications then are needed to become an NCI watchkeeper? You don't need to have had any previous maritime experience. Uh, a lot of it, most of it in fact, is common sense. Um, but to have uh, a watchful pair of, pair of eyes and the objective of the NCI is to protect and preserve life on the sea and along the UK coastline. And that's what it is, it's not rocket science. So, can you explain the layout of a lookout? Lookouts vary enormously. A lot of them are actually former Coast Guard stations. Uh, this one here has um, a powerful set of optics, which you can see on the left and that can see way up, way up to sea, 20-30 miles. Uh, we have AIS which is able to plot uh, shipping uh, near to us along the coastline. We also have radar and most importantly we keep a log of all that we see uh, coming in and going out from the harbour. But uh, our responsibilities not just to look out for people who might be in trouble or in danger of going into trouble, be they canoeists, fishermen, yachtsmen, broken down, but also people who might be reported to us in trouble along the coast path. And we then refer these situations to the Coast Guard, who then coordinate a resolution to the problem. So Richard, what sort of incidents might occur during a watch? Uh, a great variety. Uh, as I said, um, we have, we could have a, a broken down fishing boat, which is actually uh, the case this morning. It's being currently towed in by the all-weather lifeboat from Foy, 
which has uh, been to uh, to rescue it with two people on board. Uh, there could be canoeists who've uh, got into trouble along the rocky coastline. Uh, could be a diver in trouble diving off Canis, Canis Rock or somebody who's perhaps broken a limb, an arm or a leg uh, along the coastline and that's been reported to us. A great variety of different things and we just watch and listen um, to see that um, that can be uh, sorted if and when it occurs. Richard, you're doing an absolutely fantastic job up here. It's a really, really important part of community service, caring for those people who are on our seas out there in the ocean. Thank you very much. And it's been really, really lovely to have a chat this morning and come into this wonderful den overlooking the sea here in Polruan. Thank you. Our pleasure. Welcome to the headland here in Polruan. I thought I'd just like to show you our lifeboat coming ashore. You might just pick her out in the distance and she's towing in a fishing boat and she's picked up a couple of fishermen this morning whose engine broke down. It's lovely to see our boat in action and lives being saved. We're very, very grateful for our lifeboat crew here in Polruan.
May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine down upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. May the peace of God, which is beyond all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we do hope you really enjoyed our service today from Trelawney Benefice. Below you can see some of the fishing boats in Itpol Ruin being repaired and we hope you too become fishers of men and women and we hope too that you're able to share your faith with your friends, your family, your neighbours and your workmates. God bless you and really enjoy your week.